Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 134 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brennan Escott with you. Royal Pizza, Pizza Past, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. For a menu and a list of their 14 Edmonton area locations, go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Stoffer recommendation Royal Pizza's the Mediterranean chicken. Uh, Brendan likes the Texan. Our next guest is a vegan. Uh, he is also an Edmonton sporting icon. Uh, Kevin Lowe week taking place here at Edmonton. Uh, yesterday we had Paul Coffey on. Wayne Gretzky joined us in the first hour today. Mark Messier uh, first hour tomorrow. We'll have a host of other guests, including George LaRock. Hello, George. How you doing? Awesome, Bob. How's everything on your side? Good. So, do you eat vegetarian pizzas? Is that what you uh, like when you have? Do you have pizza anymore? Do vegans have I'm pizza? Not, I'm not a vegetarian. I'm vegan, so yeah. I eat vegan pizza. Yeah, but not vegetarian pizza. Not not vegetarian pizza. Okay, uh, there we have it. How limited is your diet, by the way? Well, you know, it's not limited at all. It's just that you know, when you when you think of people that are vegan, you just think that we're just eating grass. It's not true. I could pretty much eat anything that is just not composed with animal product. As simple as that. And you know, it. You know, Bob. When I come to town, I'll take you for dinner. There's so many great vegan restaurants in Edmonton, and I think you're going to be very surprised. All right. Well, and I know you are making. Are Are you coming to town for the Kevin Lowe event? Are you kidding me? If I'm coming to town for Kevin Lowe event, I wouldn't miss it for the world. You know, this couple. I have a couple of stories about Kevin Lowe. Do I have time to share it? George, you have about a 13-minute window as long as you don't swear on the air. <laughs> Bob, when is the last time I did? About three years time? ago. <laughs> three years ago, and you still remember that. Yes. Okay. So the reason why I, I, I didn't want to miss it, I love Kevin Lowe. Kevin Lowe is awesome. He, first of all, just so you know, he is the first roommate that I've ever had in the NHL. I did not know that. I didn't know that. Yes, when I got called up and I and I and, and I was in Edmonton, Kevin Lowe was my roommate. That was when Kevin was like obviously towards the end of his career. It was he was an extra D man with Frank Usil. And uh, when I was with Kevin, it, it was awesome because you know Kevin knows an Hall of Fame and I'm his roommate, right? And I remember I was snoring so much in the room that he beat me up with a pillow while I was sleeping because I was snoring so much. And, you know, and, and you know, there's nothing that I could do. And then the next day, he went to see Bill Twelly, and he said, that's it, I don't want George in my room anymore. And I had my own room because I was snoring so much. But, you know, I remember practicing when I was scanning extra, and he was there, and he used to walk me and, and be tough on me one-on-one. He was never afraid of me. We did one-on-one battles in the corner. He'd run at me, use his body. That guy was fierce, man. It, it, and, and, you know, I got to learn from him as a player and as a coach because 
He is the best coach I've ever played for. Kevin Lowe, as a coach, what is at this place. He was amazing. He was demanding. He treated everyone the same. He didn't care how much money you made. He didn't care about the name you had in your back. Whoever was going that, that night was playing. And I don't know if you remember, Kevin is the one that put me, Jim Dowd, and Boy Devro together, the kid line. We played under him. We played so much, and it's with him that I had my hat trick. My best year in the NHL was with him because when I played and things were going good, he gave me more ice time. He gave me opportunity to play with Doggy Wade. He gave me opportunity to play in the third line. It was awesome playing with him and giving my hardest. Um, I love man. I love him as a as a coach, as a man, as a player, and it's an honor for me to fly down on my own to come and see his retirement night in Edmonton because I wouldn't want to miss it because he was so good for my career. Well, George, you hit on a lot of different things. Uh, the snoring, I, I can kind of relate to it only because I, for the last uh, 10 plus seasons, not including last year, I've sat next to uh, Jack Michaels. And Jack occasionally, when he drifts off, will snore. And, and of course, I don't, you know, I, I have my little sort of idiosyncratic things, which a lot of people will find annoying. Uh, I don't take my shoes off often. Uh, and the other thing is teeth. I've had some teeth pain over the years. When you get old, George, your teeth start going sideways. But uh, so I, I, I try to subtly give Jack a little bit of a, a uh, you know, you're just because just, it's, you know, because what happens is only like a couple guys around because we're not in a normal size plane, right? You know, Liz, there's 57 first class seats on the plane. And so it's, it's just kind of chuckling. So that made me laugh a little bit there. I know you've spoken about the passion that you had for Kevin. And just that competitiveness, I think that's a great lesson. Like, like George, he didn't care if it was Bob Probert, God rest his soul, or Bob Stoffer uh, in front of the goal. He would cross-check that guy and stick that guy and get that, and then he'd go in the corner. People used to watch him, George and Mark Messier, when they were with the Rangers together, do one-on-one compete drills, and they're like, Wow. And is that kind of how you learned too? Is you sat there and watched the level of intensity that was taking place with those, you know, with Kevin in practice, and learned this is what was going to be required to play at the next level? Well, I didn't just watch it; I felt it. I was against him one on one all the time because I always did extras in practice, and so did he. Because you know, when some games I wouldn't play because I wouldn't play because I was a rookie, and then him and Frank Musil do extra. I've always wanted to go one-on-one with Frank Musil because Frank Musil was much softer than Kevin, and I wouldn't be all sore after the practice. But Kevin wanted to go against me, and I hated it because he would run me over like crazy. And, you know, I know that in a fight, like, he wouldn't stand a chance if I was to fight him. But I was afraid of him because I never knew what he was going to do. You know, he was so intense, and he didn't back down, that if I was to run him over and I hit him, He'd get right back up and go back at me with a stick with everything that he had. And I was like, man, I don't want to get him mad because, you know, okay, I'll, I'll admit something, Bob, and you're going to love this. If in my career I would have had the mean streak that Kevin Moore had while I was a tough guy, I probably would have killed someone. Because the job that I had, you I was have. a nice guy, and I didn't like it. And you know that. And I was criticized a lot because I wasn't mean enough. I was because one of those me, guys. I was yeah. one of those guys that said, if only you were a little bit meaner, 
I, I'm not saying beating the hell out of a guy. In a, I'm, you know, like when you remember when you hit Jeff Cowan from Vancouver. Yeah. That was yeah. a hard hit. Yeah, I know. But see, the thing with that is me. I was always afraid of hurting someone bad or killing someone. I know because I would I would have to live with that the rest of my life. People yeah. that are watching, they don't. And I remember one time my dad, um, when I started playing NHL, he told me that I should kill someone. And and it never came out of my mind when my dad said that to me because I'm like, the goal of fighting is not to kill someone. It's to win, to gain respect. So I didn't have a mean streak in me, but some guys like Kevin, Mark Messier, guys like that, they did. I remember one time I played against New York and I went to hit Mark Messier and I was going to level him. And then... He saw me, and last minute, nobody saw it. He gave me a six-inch right in the rib. I broke. Couldn't beat for a week. I was like, okay, I'm never hitting him again. Sorry, sorry, George. George, you broke up there. Did he cross-check you, or did he spear you? He scared me. He gave me a six-inch right in the rib. And I couldn't breathe for a week. I couldn't breathe for a week, and I was like, I'm never hitting him again. But you know what? Mark Messier, Kevin Lowe, they, they, they got their own room. Whether there was a tough guy or not, you knew that they were so tough that they didn't care that you were going to get it if you didn't respect them. And that's all Kevin was his entire career. He never picked a spot. If he dumped in his corner, he went to get the puck. He wasn't a guy that was going to break and wait for you to get it first. He was an, That's why he's an all of famer And I got to learn him the hard way. And, you know, it was awesome to see that because, you know, like, What's better than to learn from somebody as a player and then he becomes your coach? You know how much respect we have for a coach that not just played the game, but played it the way that he has, so then he understands the wines and grind of playing NHL? Yeah, no, absolutely. For sure, George. I get it. Like, you know, and hey, he, I thought he could have been a really successful coach. He moves into management. And I think given the time and the financial limitations that you guys had with the Oilers at that time, the Oilers had some highly – they had some pretty competitive teams. You're playing with half the salary at that stage of Detroit, Dallas, and Colorado, George. Yeah, no, and then we did not – we couldn't compete, like – Money-wise, we couldn't compete with this team, but we could compete with them because of our heart and because of the coach. Because, you know, Matt T and Kevin Lowe as a coach, because they played the game and they were tough. They, like, Matt T, too, playing with no helmet in an era where hockey people were nuts. But again, when you get coached like that, that play the game, that knows the game, it's much easier. And it was awesome to play with them. It was awesome to have coached like this. It was awesome to play with Kevin. It was awesome to play with Craig. And that's why, like, it was all part of the experience being in the Minton Oilers. And I was there for the retirement of, you know, like, Wayne's jersey, um, Grant Fjord's jersey, like, Al Hamilton's jersey, everybody. Every jersey up in the rafter, I was there. And it, it was an honor to be there all these times. And I, obviously I knew I was never going to be in the rafters. But, <laughs> you know. You're still, there, an, you're still a very popular player here in town. George LaRock joining us. George, a couple more quick hitters. One of the things, and we had Wayne on earlier, and Paul talked about this, inclusivity, including everybody in the process. And was that part of the Oilers' experience? Uh, was Kevin one of those guys that helped make you feel a part of things here? Oh, man. Even though I was a rookie, I felt like a veteran was with him. He never treated me. Like, you know how sometimes there's some veterans that give you a hard time because they're rookie? Kevin never did that. He never did that. And he was an Hall of Famer. Well, you know, I, I'm this kid that comes in that could barely speak English. And he embraced me. 
and he was with me, helped me getting better, and he talked to me and gave me the time of the day. Like, it was awesome, man, because when we come in, those are the guys that when you look at the lineup, and you're like, oh, my God, this guy's there, this guy's there. It was awesome to talk to all these guys that were there because I knew it was a future Hall of Fame. And just the fact that I was, like, I was up and down and I wasn't going to be a full regular, I knew it was best friend with breath because they won cups together. And then this kid come out of the Quebec League, you know. You could have been like, you know what, work your way up, and then when you're ready, we could talk. No, right from day one, when I skated extra, who was the first demon that came to practice with me one-on-one to help me improve? It was him. He gave me the lumber. He made me tough, but he made me a better player, and that I have to thank him for that. All right. I'm going to get you to put your analyst hat on here. Uh, which team do you enjoy watching more right now, the Edmonton Oilers or the Montreal Canadiens? Well, uh, to be honest with you, I don't think anybody enjoys watching the, the Montreal Canadiens because, you know, they're, they're so terrible this year, and, and it's pretty sad. And as I told you before, Bob, the team of my heart is always going to be the Oilers. I was drafted by them. They gave me my first choice. I had my best years in Edmonton. I considered myself an Edmontonian, even though I was born in Montreal. And I love the fact that, you know, this team this year looks totally transformed. Best power players in the league. Like Hyman changed the dynamic of the forward. Nugent Hopkins is playing still a big key role, even though he's a... We don't talk about him much, obviously, because of McDavid that is there and, and dry saddle, but he does it. he's doing such a great job. So, no, it's awesome to see the start of the season the Oilers have. And, uh, you know, we're hearing rumors about Marc-Andre Fleury, about Carpicello being interested by Edmonton. You know, we're so close. One goalie, and we're going to go get the cup. And what would be better after Kevin's retirement night, you know, on this weekend? to follow that through with a Stanley Cup. Get one goalie, a good goalie. You've been you saying it. it all along. You haven't moved. Be- I no, mean, I never will. George, I, hey, I get the flower thing. I mean, Flurry, I see. Corpusalo, I think that's a lateral move. But I think when you're talking flower, I, you know, there's a guy I would bet on. A lot of money, though. Yeah, but, you know, I'm pretty sure that uh, with a deal with Chicago, they probably keep half the money, you know, to, yep. to get something in return. Because Chicago, as you know, they're not going anywhere. And Flower would love to have a chance to win. Look, look at Flower. Going to Pittsburgh, winning the way that he has, going to, to Vegas, coming close. And now he's going to Chicago, which, you know, they're not even going to make the playoff. They're dead last. He would love to have a chance to win again, and coming to Edmonton to bring his experience would be awesome, and it would change the Oilers' defense because it would bring his competitiveness back because he knew he would have a team he has a chance to win with, and it would be something that, like, when's the last time the Oilers had the number one goalie? That, that uh, like, other than the fabulous year that Talbot had with the Oilers when he was almost a co-MVP with McDavid, they've never had you know, a true number one goalie. So, Flower, man, I'm all, for, I'm all for it. Give something to Chicago so they eat up half a salary, and then you're in business. George, thanks for the call, man. And I definitely uh, some great comments there about Kevin Lowe. Much appreciated. We'll see you uh, in the next couple days, okay? Yeah, yeah I'll see you Friday, and let's have the vegan lunch. <laughs> <laughs> no Dairy Queen, Bob. You get lost. No Dairy Queen. You don't need it. Well, Dairy Queen's a good supporter, too, out there. The- <laughs> 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 Take care, George. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, 
Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. That is that, that is George LaRock. Uh, I think I got to get into a break here at 149. Uh, you're listening to Oilers Now. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. Jason from San Guido has texted us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 152 in Edmonton. Bob, if you and George LaRock have a disagreement, is it considered a beef? <laughs> um, Andy the Carpet Guy says, Big George always slowed up before he body checked guys. He would or could have killed a guy if not for his respectful attitude and conscientious play. The man was probably in full gear, about 280 pounds, flying down the ice, full freight train speed. Again, just for fun one day, just take a look at the hit on Jeff Cowan. And Cowan got up after the hit, but it was a big time, you know, big time hit. Another texter says, Bob, did you see uh, Borvietsky fill in Brett Ritchie? I did. Uh, Borvietsky can chuck him, and Ritchie got caught. He cross-grabbed him, and Borvietsky landed a real good left, and Ritchie was in trouble and might be out a little bit while. Uh, Oilers in Nashville tonight. Uh, Philip Forsberg left last night's game. There was no update today. The guy's an important player. He's a pending UFA. Uh, Granlin was with Forsberg and Duchesne last night. Johansson with Tolvanen and Kunin. Colton Sissons with Jakob Trennan and Tanner Janot played for the Moose Jaw Warriors. Thomas Novak with Cousins and Tom Encino, first-round pick in 2019. Yossi and Fabro, Ekholm and Carrier, Borbietsky and Benning last night. Benning plus 32 in four seasons in Edmonton. He was never a minus player. We don't know who the goalie is tonight for Nashville. Koskinen starts for the Oilers. Russell in for Cuckoo. Perlini in for Benson. Those are the only changes. Dry settle. Uh, eight goals, ten points, plus five, four power play goals, three appearances against the Preds in 2019-20. That is our game day lineup report. It is presented to you by Craig Hummel at Remax Excellence. Find your dream home, list your old home. Sold today, Edmonton.ca. Into the Stan Oilers history for New West Travel. Join Oilers now in Seattle to see the Oilers play the Kraken and the Seahawks host the 49ers. Call New West Travel or visit newwesttravel.com. Here's Brendan Escott. 1992, the Oilers play the Ottawa Senators for the first time and score a 5-2 victory behind two goals from Scott Mellonby. The Oilers improved to 4-8-1, while the Sens sink to 1-10-1. It's a tough year for Ottawa. They didn't win a bunch. Arizona might be having a year like that. Uh, tonight, Oilers and the Predators face-off show 5 p.m. Uh, Reed Wilkins will have Kevin Lowe join us at 5.30 tonight. Jack Michaels and myself, Rob Reed, Cam, the Oilers Radio Network, with the call tonight. Sportsnet analyst 
Louis DeBrus for GCL Diesel tomorrow. Kevin Weeks for Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service, electrical prefabrication and solar, and our Hall of Fame Hall of Fame week uh, in honor of Kevin Lowe continues tomorrow. Mark Messier at 12.15. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3, then the 6.30 chat afternoons of JLN 9. Special thanks to our guests today. They included the great one, Wayne Gretzky. Brian Lawton from the NHL Network, David Staples Cult of Hockey, John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling, and George LaRocque. I'll rejoin you today just after 5 with Reed Wilkins. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.